Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast comes in association with Nutmeg, the Scottish football periodical. The subscription only quarterly publication is filled with top quality writers, great articles, and fascinating stories about the beautiful game in Scotland. Get your subscription at www.nutmegmagazine.co.uk. Hello and welcome to Friday's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. My name is Craig Fowler and I'm joined on this occasion by Joel Sked. Hello. And Craig Kearns. Hello. Venturing through to your, your homeland. My homeland, yeah, yeah. Although fit? Glasgow feels more like home now, definitely. Definitely does. Tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the work is. <laughs> okay, fair enough. And the ladies. And, okay. <laughs> Obviously, that's a question. I said it you were not asked the question, I know, but I did. That's the thing. I said it really seriously, but it was meant to be a question. Okay, right. Yeah, that was not a question. You just I don't said, know, and the ladies. Yeah, any time that phrase has to be used, uh, it just automatically comes across really creepy in my voice. <laughs> yeah. I do miss Edinburgh. I do miss it. When I was driving through it today, I was thinking, I do, I do miss living here. Until the last 30 seconds. <laughs> So yeah, as uh, you probably figured out, we are recording this show on a Friday rather than a Thursday, as we did a fortnight ago because Celtic and Rangers involved in the latter stages of the Europa League campaign, of course games on Thursday night being their final group matches and deciding whether each went through or did not, and it was a case of one in, one out. Let's start with one in. Okay. Celtic. This was... For a non-Celtic fan who is very involved in Scottish football, this was maybe the perfect outcome. Yep. Celtic stay in the competition, 
Scottish football gets the team in the last 32. There's possibly more coefficient points coming our way, although I'm pretty sure they don't get any for qualifying for the group in the Europa League. Uh, so they didn't. They pick, were, so they didn't pick up any last night. I think uh, there was uh, sorry to interrupt, but I think there was a case of they could have got coefficient points if they got a result. Yeah, yeah. I think you, you get them for yeah, every draw and every yeah. win. You get them for qualifying from the group if you get if you qualify from the Champions League, but not the Europa League. I don't think. And if one of the teams drew last night, uh, then Scotland would have gone into 19th place in the yes. competitions. But there's still there must be still time for that if yeah, Celtic yeah, can get a result yeah. in the last set two. So I had that. So I had the good part for Scottish football and it was also fucking hilarious it was brilliant especially the kind of the, the good and the bad that we got from Craig Gordon oh yeah there was so much to enjoy it's Christopher Ayers missed as well was yeah <laughs> which might have been going in anyway not only did he miss an absolute sitter he probably prevented it from already going into the net but yeah Craig Gordon uh, kept them in the game in the first half um, there was lots of slack passes for, I think there were all culpable at one point that was uh, Ayers Benkovic played a really bad pass at one point in the first half um, but yeah two one outstanding save and one very good one on one save from Gordon and then two he had, he had, yeah well yeah he had a few saves from corners as well a couple in the first half where it was uh, deflected one at one nil as well which yeah, it was he, where he just kind of made himself big and got out that's, to it, that's where I because I've seen a couple of people criticise this the first goal that's where I was a bit Thinking it was a bit harsh, yeah. Just because it was quite just a good he, header, just because it hit something. Basically, it, it was it was an awkward position for him to try and scoop yeah. over the bar. It's the kind of one that if it's two yards to the left, it's probably an easier save. And Gordon's yeah, yeah. made a habit, done that his whole career, made those kind of saves. But yeah, it, it came at him at a slightly awkward place. But you still think he's maybe got to do a bit better than kind of elbow it into the net. And uh, it's one of those ones as well where. Like he sees the replay and it's like it hits like a big part of his arm and you're like oh you could have done this you could have done that it's like it's a point blank header from like what five six yards mm-hmm. can't it can't be that harsh in the goalie but obviously the second one you can second one is superb is although Carius S yeah well one thing we'll say about it was the fact that the uh, uh, I can't I can't remember who scored the goal uh, it was a long name. <laughs> was it not was it not Wolf Wolf No no they put one, one of those dang blasted foreign long names <laughs> yeah, they, they put up Wolf as uh, on the uh, Europa League official put up as Wolf goal but it was a substitute um who's got a very Austrian kind of German name. Okay. Uh, I think it begins with L. Anyway the, the fact that the guy the player stood right in front of Gordon when he released it. But I think he was so focused on what basically as soon as he got that uh, picked up that ball he thought, I know what, exactly what I'm doing and I'm going through with it no matter what. No matter if there's a player standing in front of me. My favourite aspect of it, though, is uh, Brendan Rodgers afterwards. He made some daft Yeah, comments. he tried to justify like, it, didn't he? He, he made some daft comments. He tried to blame the defenders for not our, showing for it properly. Our back four weren't showing for the ball and it ends up he has to go longer on it. Back four didn't show quick enough. They, they, they didn't have any time to, to react Gordon picked another ball when seconds later he was saying uh, well milliseconds later he was trying to throw it also going longer means putting it upfield yeah. which would have avoided that um, he means like three yards longer <laughs> <doesn't he? Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean you can't can't dispute uh, his manager I'm going to continue to bang this drum he's a great A weirdo <laughs> yes <laughs> any arguments no. <laughs> right, what about the game in general? Because Celtic were very much second best for a lot of this. Yes, I was really imp- I really enjoyed watching Salzburg. Celtic got a football lesson. It could. It was kind of a what's the what's the word to 
um, can bring brings you back down to earth because you look at Celtic and recently they've been two or three levels above everyone else in in, in Scotland. The majority of their uh, the, like the best players on the team are Scottish and kind of the backbone of the Scottish national team. And then Northern Champions come along at their own ground and just play them off the park. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. They're just such a, a relentless press all over the pitch mm. in Celtic, who we saw like the, the players in form. They really can be a side that can hurt opponents, as they showed in the in the Leipzig game. And you thought maybe that Celtic kind of turned the corner in, in, on the European stage against some better teams because they've not really shown it that much over the last couple of seasons, barring you know one or two results. But again, it kind of it looks like so far that that turned out to be just yet another aberration and what's been. I think on the whole, largely poor record for Celtic in Europe under Rodgers compared with what some other kind of inferior Celtic managers in terms of what they achieved in domestic football uh, managed to do a bit better than Rodgers on the continent. And it was just without that space to kind of operate, without giving that extra kind of half yard, Celtic really didn't have any answers, I felt, for, for mm. what Salzburg were, were, were doing to them. They managed to stem the flow a little bit uh, just after the break when they when they can match them up in the centre of the park, made the substitute and matched up in the centre of the park. But then the goal comes from out wide, basically. Tierney's doubled up on. Chan doesn't know whether oh, he's... Oh, Chan was so bad for that yeah, goal. Yeah, he doesn't know whether he's covering them or covering the centre. But they end up doing nothing. He, yeah. Just, yeah, he stands in a completely useless position. A different, <laughs> different position for him. Uh, I don't think he's played in a... I don't remember him playing in a shuttling role in a diamond for um, for Celtic before. Um, but I think in an attacking sense, Rodgers just didn't get enough from his attacking players. Forrest looked quite dangerous in the for yeah, part, thought, parts of the first half. Sinclair didn't do much. Rodgick was a passenger. Uh, yeah, Edward. Ed, Edward was just a little bit isolated, I thought. But this even still, some of the decisions, I mean, sometimes it bounced off him. And I mean, fair enough, he's, he's not as good at that as Dembele was. So you're gonna or Morelos. Or Morelos. So you're going to have these moments. But... He still sometimes got the ball in good positions in the final third and you're usually expected him to make better decisions than he was for the majority of last night's game. He was he was very he was very frustrated that's because I'm I know we've I don't know if we had a the discussion on there or off here when we were talking about Edward and Morelos and that's why he was off here. I, I, an aspect that I thought Morelos was better. I think Morelos is more consistent. I would take Edward just because I would Trust them not to get sent off. Yeah, that, I mean, uh, that <laughs> I think Edward's got me. more potential. Do you think the fact that there's uh, a, a now a real lack of competition um, is a factor in him not kind of living up to his billing? No, I, I just think he's not. He's just uh, just the, the, the stage he's at in his career. He's been, he's been he's like still very young. Celtic that, gets, that, he is, that gets lost. That he will um, he will look kind of average or erratic with his performances for a couple and then he'll, he'll just turn he'll just like flick a switch and he's, he's superb the the midfield three or so the yeah the midfield three I think their short com- shortcomings were evident last night especially in Europe where against domestically fantastic I don't think you need to improve that that team the, the walks I think the walks the league with that however you saw it when they do teams who are capable of matching them in, with the pressing and also technically they're uh, they're just not at that level Rogic I mentioned on the group chat last night I think he is a very good player in a team that's got a lot of possession yeah I think it's Again, a good point. Uh, but he's, he's, he's mediocre in, in games like that you saw in his first year under Rodgers in the Champions League, he did have a couple of really good games. Now I thought he was excellent for again it was only sixty minutes because that's Rodgers. Mm-hmm. But uh, the three-all draw with Man City, I remember his first sixty minutes played that. I thought it was fantastic, and I thought it showed what we know about Rodgers is that his technique is so good on the ball and. Mm-hmm. 
not only can he can he let rip from you know twenty five yards and it's always stinging usually somewhere near the target, but just his ability to take it in a tight area and to kind of dance around defenders. He can and get a goal out of nothing. Yeah, and I kind of needed that last. I kind of thought that game showed that he. Um, he had the ability to go to the to the top flight English football and player consistently, and there wasn't, you know, a kind of round about that time there was rumours of Arsenal kind of sniffing about him, and you thought that kind of makes sense. But since then, on the World Cup as well, yeah, I thought that's like a good World Cup as well. But on the continent, on the whole, it doesn't look like that is a level that he could really reach. Maybe somewhere in the Premiership, like bottom half, but nah, no chance he's ever becoming like a. You just wonder if Arsenal or Chelsea got the fitness levels to to play at that. That, play that, at that must level. be a match. It, it just it's not just. A, I think he's getting a little bit better at that, but it's it's to go along with that. It's just his lack of it's lack of dynamism. He's just yeah. too kind of big and yeah, yeah. hulking, really. Uh, just on the point of the the midfield, I thought when Lusty got taken off injured, unfortunately, that the um, happy birthday <laughs> that they they could have they could have switched and brought iron on and possibly matched the diamond up in midfield and switched to back three. So basically, it's kind of a three with two wing backs and the diamond midfield with Edward up front on his own. I mean, that would have been awkward because you were playing Sinclair at the tip of it but it would have meant that Tierney could have pushed right up against um, what is his name uh, Liner the right back who I thought had an excellent game for uh, Salzburg he, he just seemed to be free all the time it's funny Ayer uh, came on and he I think right away he'd done quite well alongside Forrest and Celtic had an attack that forced down the right yeah. wing and he played a part in that and then about a minute later or a couple of minutes later he had that chance where it came over and he just appeared from nowhere to make pretty much a goal saving tackle from about you know eight yards out, it was like a cross coming over from the right. He thought, "Oh, I was playing well here," and it was like literally, like as soon as that thought just passed through my mind, he just turned round and just played that boy in. <laughs> oh no, what are you doing? Oh, what he was thinking when he played that? Aye, it was. <laughs> it was. Simunovic got away with one as well because he did try to almost try to take. Well, he tried That's, to play yeah, the ball, but he. he he nearly took the boy down. Probably should have taken the boy down. Right, that's what I was saying earlier. They all had one in them. All the centre backs had one in them last night. Uh, anything else to add on this game? No. It was quite. Um, although it was quite weird because you thought, like, just everybody thought it was done. Nobody thought Rosenberg not yeah. achieved a single point in the group so far. And then all of a sudden you hear the crowd cheer it, and it's like, and it was almost confused. I just, I'd kind of, I'd, I'd heard Leipzig had scored, but I just kind of thought. I hadn't heard anything for a while and I just kind of like and I was doing other stuff so I thought I just missed goals so I just kind of presumed Leipzig were about three goals up anyway it was definitely finished it was uh, I, I I was listening to a podcast while watching it I don't uh, wanted to, uh, to double task so I wasn't listening to the, the, the commentaries I didn't hear the Celtic fans cheering but then like when Rosenberg's the, the goal popped up you, you're thinking oh yeah that game's happening <laughs> I saw it's your, completely changed I saw your mate Moses tweet that's that's how I was informed because <laughs> yeah. he seemed a little bit disappointed that Celtic were going just through just a little <laughs> right so let's move on uh, to the team that didn't go through Rangers that first half oh, oh man that pitch I was, I was I was ready to turn turn myself in for the night and just forget about any more football that's, what did you think of Rangers performance as a whole as a whole <laughs> I thought they were the better side. I thought if uh, if they were playing for a draw, uh, they did really well. <laughs> but that, they took too long. They took too long to switch the focus between um, right. We need to stay in this. Make sure we stay in this game, and then then we attack. It, they just seem to it's like let's stay in the game. Let's stay in the game. Let's stay in the game. And I kind of think, oh shit, we actually need to win this. And um, then you can. You, 
I don't think he put the goal down to the fact that they were they were chasing the game. Just it was I think a, a little bit, a little bit. I mean, because there was a, there was a lot more space. There was there was more space. Uh, however, that was just it was wasn't even, which wasn't a bad kick. It was just like well, it wasn't as bad an error as Gordon's, for example. Yeah. But it was just it was just a really if I was a Rangers fan, frustrating way to lose. Uh, think, to lose the goal I think there. that guy was brought on at half time knowing that he could find the gaps yeah. when Rangers eventually did like commit and rapid the, the two the two substitutes Knudsen Muller or something like that Knudsen Muller yeah and another long name <laughs> both of those, uh, both of those um, <laughs> substitutes both of those substitutes had a positive in the spirit of Brexit <laughs> <laughs> and they had they had a positive effect on rapid performance because they were terrible in the first half they yeah. are really poor standards however Rangers you look, kind of looked at their bench Gresta Ooh, I do not like the look at him yeah, was, you, can't, you can't rely on him and he's got something in him but you can't rely on him yeah. it was the point where he got the ball and it looked like he was he had the kind of option to drive forward at the space and he took a horrendous touch and he took an even worse one See, and then he was like facing his own goal and he like took it, stumbled over the ball again I was like oh my god just get rid of it you, <laughs> what are I, you doing I have some sympathy because I, I think that, that during the week the Vienna players were saying in the press that they are been getting a lot of shit from their home support recently because they try and make a they try and make a simple pass and it bobbles off the turf and it looks like it's hmm. a lack of technical yeah, yeah. ability when really it's the pitch. Apparently there's some fungal Fun, yeah, yeah. infection or something underneath. It's to do with this, it's to do with underneath the pitch rather so than I think it. it was a similar issue with hearts. I've got cream that could be for that. Because don't let us in on that kind of <laughs> information. Uh, so because they replaced it only a few months ago. And I did have sympathy uh, I don't know exactly about the incident you're talking about there with Grejda, but definitely there was a couple of times when Koulibaly got the ball in promising positions and it looked like the ball just bobbled rather than it was his mistake because yeah, I, yeah. I noticed a couple of guys last night saying that he didn't have that great a performance last night and okay he wasn't great but I think I, I think, th- I I think thought he was a couple of bobbles away from <laughs> creating a chance last night I, th- I thought he actually played well but I, th- I think a lot of people disagree with me but I was kind of focusing more on the fact he'd won a lot of second balls in the midfield and, and made a few kind of tackles which I think helped Rangers for the most part be the team that was kind of in control but when he did get the ball in the kind of around about the final third, he was kind of given they kind of gave him a bit more space than anybody else, rightly so, because he, he's not particularly good at that end he's of the park. Certainly not been as good as when he first uh, played, started playing for Rangers. The, yeah. the, 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 the pitch certainly made them look uh, made it look very difficult to play football. If if you're watching football for the first time and you're uh, watching that game, that certainly the first forty five minutes, thinking football must be really really hard. Uh, I mean, probably for us is because we're all shite. Uh, <laughs> well, that's that's that's, but, that's what I often think when I watch Hearts, <laughs> like like last season especially. It's like football's such a such a hard game. Like <laughs> they can't complete any passes, they can't create any chances, they can't move. defend, they can't move. Really. They, at least it's not one of those plastic pitches, though. Eh? Oh no! I imagine imagine the uh, the advantage that Rapid would have of that. They'd win literally every single game at home. Yeah, exactly. That's how it works. Did you hear? Gerard's pre-match um, comments because he got asked about the pitch. You know, standard pitch he said, and it looks all right to me. But uh, we'll never use uh, we'll never use a pitch as an excuse. There's a wee dig at uh, we dig at Rogers there. Like, yeah. That's quite good. That's quite good. good on you. He spits a lot for a manager. Gerard. I mean, I understand when you're kind of running about. But when he's talking, over just like nobody's on the sideline. Oh, right, just big grog. Mm. Camera will cut him and he'll just spit. And I'm thinking, is that necessary? Yeah, don't you don't see any other manager just. That's unbefitting of a Rangers manager that know the, <laughs> the whole fucking suit and all that, and there must be 
you know, everything must be immaculate when they're dressed. So I yeah. can understand when you're running about. Uh, I've a word with them, Walter. I do it myself. I'm playing football, but um, but yeah, standing at the sideline, I, I just don't see the need to be grabbing. I uh, I don't do it unless I'm literally like choking on my own like flame while I'm like out running or something. I yeah. really really rather not do it. I think it's a bit disgusting. I've got a cold. Had something to do. I forgot my throat. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, the, the, the one thing that was clear for me is that, which has been clear for a few weeks, is Rangers lack so much in the creativity department. They are, they can be so, I guess Dundee they were so predictable, and it was over 40, around 40 crosses they attempted in the second half alone. Yesterday they didn't really, they got into crossing positions, but they didn't get it in the box as, as, as much as they would have liked, but there was literally nothing through the centre again. It's probably not the it wasn't the pitch to, to focus your your play through the centre, but they're just they're they're lacking lacking something and that's why they won't get it. field at right mid was probably a mistake in hindsight. I mean I thought he did an okay job. But I d I didn't I didn't mind the kind of centre midfield three because see I've got sympathy for Jared and to, to go back to what you said as well, how they left a little too late. It's, how do you really judge Rangers right now against a team like Rapid Vienna? Because Rangers have been like up and down in Scottish football this season and don't look, in a Scottish context, don't look that much better than they have under previous managers. If, as a Rangers fan, I know... Uh, I did say, as a Rangers fan, fuck me. That's going to be As I've seen... It's going to be a remix now, like a dance. <laughs> as I've seen on, on Twitter, there's a lot of Rangers fans thinking, fantastic... Uh, we got to this position, but uh, frustrated. And if I was a Rangers, I'd be, I'd be very frustrated because rapid, rubbish. Spartak Moscow, rubbish. Villarreal, not anywhere near. Like for example, if Celtic were in that group, Celtic would have squished. Uh, They're all squished not it. doing well. I mean, we talk about Rangers not doing yeah. well domestically. None of them are either. That's what I would, what I would say to counter that is that. All those three teams, even all those three teams struggling, they were in the same group with Hearts, who were on the same amount of points as Rangers. Hmm. How many games would Hearts win? None. How many points would Hearts win? Uh, d- depends. If it's, if it's a Hearts off the last few weeks, then fucking nothing. But if, um, Even Hearts at the start of the season, you really I, think I, they'd I, get anything I, against Villarreal, Spartak, I, Moscow, Rapid Vienna? I'd time Castle. I'd time Castle, I think Rapid Vienna. Maybe Spartak. Rapid Vienna, yeah. I, 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 get a point. Nah, I, 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 I would fancy Hearts to come out of that with like 16 points. You're a fucking winner. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I reckon Hearts, uh, put, the, put Hearts in there, I reckon they'd come out with maybe like 7 points. Was that what Rangers got? Yeah, but, but, but okay, well, also pretty dull. I'm, I'm going I'm to disagree with you. I don't think that uh, other Scottish teams would do that. So it's hard to just really. What I'm kind of saying, it's hard to really judge Rangers. So if you're playing, even if you're their own manager, so if you're playing away from home to Rapid Vienna and you're in control of the game, for me, kind of looking at that game beforehand, that is a kind of win. Like you don't really. I, I kind of expected Rangers to have to kind of do what Rapid Vienna did, kind of keep it tight for seventy minutes. Not be the team on top, concede a lot of possession, but then hit them in the last like wait for Rapid to get a bit nervy, throw some players on, hit them in the in the, the final really stages. Good. Rapid Vienna are not good. Yeah, but Rangers from where they still are, they're not back to being. No, had, had this been no. Celtic, I think the criticism would have been a lot more justified because Celtic should be taking advantage of a team that is struggling like that because they are a much better side. But they've come a long way in this competition. Yeah. If you look at this competition in isolation, they've come a long way. They what were they the ninth team? ever to make it from yeah, so the it, first it, qualifying which I mean I know the tournament's only been running a limited amount of time but they went on an 11 game unbeaten streak yeah. in the competition or something like that and I know that their domestic form suffered as a consequence of that a bit but 
Um, I think in isolation they've done very well in this tournament. I, I think it suited them because of the way that their lack of, again their lack of, lack of attacking threat um, across the pitch suited them in Europe because they could be a bit more defensive and wasn't as much expected from. I still think. I, don't get me wrong, I think the, the fact that they got from the first round, qualifying round, to um, into the group stage is fantastic and kind of um, maybe question marks about McInnes and Aberdeen all those times. But if you look at the right, their, uh, the, the teams they got play, uh, drawn against, there's some dross in there. But Dundee are shite as well. <laughs> Could beat them. Dundee are very shite. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't think Hearts would have done that well. I think uh, Hearts would have been generally. I think they're still, even though they've not done anything in years. I think it, it does help on the continent. Players and fans kind of expect something maybe at these games when they shouldn't because we've seen in within Scottish football they're not a good. Whereas if another team went in, maybe that would have something to do with it as well. If, does that make any sense? No. <laughs> Saying that. The, the, the mystique that the players and the fans think about their own team right, okay. probably helps them in these games. Yeah, okay, okay. And maybe maybe that's why they're more upset as well, is that they expected more. But I'm looking at Rangers thinking, Banny, you're Rangers. You should be getting pumped in every single one of these games, and the fact that you're controlling it for a lot, large part, even yeah. without... They didn't create many chances. That's why I'm saying it's it's hard for... I, I thought it would have been hard for Gerard to judge, because it depends on what he's looking at. And is, is he thinking, we're Rangers, we should be a crap rapid Vienna team away from home, or... We're the team that's only just second in the Scottish Premiership. Drew with Dundee at the weekend, and, he's, we're, he's, and we're on top in this he's, game. He's a, he's a um, he's a guy that's been coming out a lot and saying this is basically this is Rangers. Uh, you win at Rangers. Yeah, he's, he's been pumped. He's been, he might be saying that, but we don't know what he's actually. It's thinking. still very early in his management career as well, though. And I think again, looking at this tournament in isolation, he's done very well for his first management management job and his first foray into European football. And the big test comes now. Uh, and with there not being that European distra- distraction, sorry, and how well they can do on the domestic yeah, front but without having to chop and change their uh, lineup for domestic games as much. Both of them have done it, but I think it's affected Rangers more because Celtic have got a bit more strength and depth and, and are, are better, yeah, and experienced at doing it. And I think that it has hampered Rangers. They don't really have an, an awful lot behind the, the kind of fully fit starting 11 I think especially kind of going forward a bit better at the start of the season you could see that he was making one or two changes yeah. or two or three changes sorry for each game and only recently have you seen him make kind of five six changes at a time which hasn't really worked and you saw Rodgers has tried that both earlier in the season and against Motherwell uh, last midweek when they make five or six changes and it's not really worked out for them well, I listened to his post-match interview and both this and the Dundee uh, game suggests that don't expect to see much more of Andy Halliday John Flanagan and a few others he was like um, <laughs> we've got Borna back I just wanted to play Borna and uh, James Tavier I really like Barisic yeah. uh, on that though he mentioned after the Dundee game how he was talking about uh, people shaking their heads when they're not in the starting lineup and stuff no more none of that uh, and I, I wonder too he was talking about is he talking about Lafferty is he talking about Joe Worrell maybe I don't know I was trying to work out which players are shaking their heads when they're not in the starting lineup Foster, and then maybe. not giving enough when Foster. they're on there <laughs> you should be used to not being on the starting <laughs> lineup <laughs> right let's uh, move on one domestic fixture to cover midweek and it was a a doozy up at Pataudry Aberdeen yeah. 3 Livingston 2 a mate texted me before the game was like uh, I'm going to the Aberdeen game tonight no idea why it's like, you must hit yourself. And it turned out to be an absolute park summer. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't have thought that beforehand. No, it was, I think it was, it was like a 1-0, written all over it. Yeah, but Aberdeen come back for three goals, 
for a goal down win three goals to two uh, somebody else say something about this game because I haven't watched so I've even seen highlights thoroughly deserved it on their second half performance mm-hmm. um, weren't very good in the first half they, they didn't defend well Considine um, I know he's very kind of out of position where he is at the moment on the right side of a central defensive pairing but he, he looked pretty uncomfortable in the first half in this game uh, McLennan came on in the second half and did really well uh, he's shown more in his few appearances this season than Scott Wright who I believe is the player he came on for yeah. than Scott Wright has for quite a long time now I know Scott Wright um, looked good was it not last season but the season before yeah, start, of, start of last season right okay um, but um, McLennan looks a, a better player than him at the moment he came on and uh, he really kind of gave Burns a torrid time um, it's yeah, like, it was, it it's was like thoroughly Mc, deserved it's for, like McLennan uh, doesn't really he doesn't overthink it whereas Wright maybe does but I think it was, I actually think Wright it was, wasn't the start of last season I think it was the start of the season before was it? I think so it's hard no, to remember no it was the start of last season was it? I just thought he had a really poor whole last season he might have scored a hat trick in the season at the the game at the end of the season with the Thrash Park Thistle. Oh yeah, I feel like but then it was the start of last right. season where he played really well, and he kind of fell out of it about November time. So and then he didn't on. barely. I don't think he played at all after like January. He, uh, that would have been when McGinn came back in January. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, McLennan has a bit of a. It looks like he has a Presence. good physique yeah, about him yeah. as well. Yeah, ah, he looks kind of like a Lee McCulloch type out there, but all, but not a bit like, more technical. Yeah, he's got a lot of skill. You would you would you'd imagine him if he's a winger. Okay, we'll just probably get the ball and just bomb past people, which he can do. But he's also got a bit of skill, which he's seen in the Betfred Cup final. I think Stevie May um, was was excellent. However, his finishing, he just, oh, he's finishing he, just, he, just, he just he literally can't that score. That one on one. There was there were two. There was two. Uh, there was one in the first. Am I thinking of? Maybe thinking of another game. But there was was there one in the first half where he kind of just um, just put it right at the key. No, I'm thinking about the one in the second, second half, half where he yeah, just put it right at really the goalkeeper. Bad, really bad. But the way he chased, oh, was, it, was he maybe on? Was it? Ah, I think I think you might be right. I think it might be one in the first, first half as well. No. He, he, the way he chased lost causes, um, kind of link play because they played a basically a four four two. But it was made. It was it was dropping in. McInnes said he wanted to get two play um, to get full backs and wingers both on uh, each side. Uh, so I could just I could just imagine Derek kind of saying to him like, uh, "Just keep doing what you're doing. Working hard, and the goals will come." come yeah. And then one day, just Derek kind of walks out his office. Stevie May just there in the dark. You lied to me, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> where where are the goals? But, um. <laughs> Might need to wash my mouth after this. Uh, after this, but Willie Miller made a really good point: the fact that <laughs> Stevie May, this he's not really been getting a lot of chances. Yeah, he's not been getting a lot of chances. But he doesn't seem to put himself in those areas. No, but he was finally getting to those areas against Levy, and a lot uh, of fans still seem to be pleased with his work rate yeah. as well. He forces errors, and he's he certainly doesn't give up he, he's, he, he puts the effort in I like, think he's actually attitude. looked as like the lesser of the evils lesser of three evils when it comes to their forwards yeah. I think the, Cosgrove did quite well in this game and uh, I, I mean Cosgrove has attributes for certain matches I think mm. Yeah, and playing against Livingston is maybe one of those um, Livingston again I think it's the third game in a row now they've conceded from a set piece I don't think that goal at the end was well for tonight was a cor- <laughs> I don't think that was a corner um, I think it came off the Aberdeen player but um, I mean they've still got to defend it and they haven't and I, I'm trying to think so they definitely conceded from a set piece I'm Kelly. sure 
Killy as well there. So that's three games in a row. And I think their goals as well. I don't think they're, the, the goals from set pieces seem to be, be drying up at yeah, the moment. Yeah, because the, well. the last, I looked into it for kind of preview piece for the Hearts game. And I think four of their last five goals have come from open play. The McMillan one was definitely from open, open play. play. I'm yeah, trying to remember. The, Pittman, was, Pittman as well, yeah. Right the, um, and, but I think it got to points. I think there's tw- the 12 out of. I think they scored 19 goals. I think 12 of them were uh, part of set pieces, so throw-ins, uh, free kicks, or corners. Here we go. Anything else, Dad? Nah. Right, let's move on um, to the big news of this week, which was that Lee Griffiths, a Celtic and Scotland striker, will be taking a period of indefinite leave away from football to work on, uh, and I quote, I use air quotes here, ongoing issues according to Celtic, who have not um, confirmed anything else. Um, I think Rogers was asked if it was gambling problems, and he confirmed that it was, but there was also other things. I, I, right. I, I think, if I'm correct, I think that was a, a direct quote from, from Rogers. So, while Celtic have not confirmed it themselves, uh, and while you would got to be a little hesitant because you don't want to say anything that might not be... I think a lot of people are at least of the assumption that it has something to do with mental health issues. Yeah, I think Probably we, maybe stemming from those gambling I problems. I think mental health is broad enough that you can... You can probably even include assume, addiction in that if it, if it exactly, is a gambling problem. Exactly. I think we can assume that it's mental health and it's broad enough a term that you're not kind of, you know what I mean, late, uh, putting it, uh, getting too specific about it. When he came back last time, he used the phrase dark times. And I think now that almost seemed like, a, in retrospect, seemed like a bit of a cry for help that people didn't, people just kind of thought, well, I think people maybe I, I thought it was something to do with that, but maybe not as severe as, as it's now kind of come to light. And also, the kind of. I was going to make a second point there, it's just completely falling out of my head. <laughs> well, Something else jumping. The, the, the aspect of this that it's, it's, it's never great is the, the kind of rumours that, that swirl around yes. about it. I think we've all seen, so I simply forwarded one to the um, the group chat that I've been texting. I've, I've got three or four that are very similar, which um, which paint, which don't paint a very, not a very light on Griffiths, but a very dark they put yeah. a very dark light, of, light on Griffiths, which I can't. Uh, but I don't want to go into detail. But I can say that um, I'm sure a lot of people have probably seen it. It's a load of nonsense, right? A load of nonsense. It's not as dark as, yeah. as I as just dismiss those kind yeah, of things yeah. when I see them because there's no point. And that's what I'm saying about how we can say I didn't articulate it that well, but how we can talk about that it's something to do with mental health, but then not not get any more specific than that mm-hmm. because you're just getting into the realms of speculation. If you if you do, yeah. So what's uh, what's everybody's thoughts to the general kind of way this has been received? I think there's been some absolute nonsense spouted about it on Twitter. I don't know why people feel the need that, uh, like I say, we don't know exactly what's going on and there could be something really dark and really horrible going on, yet people want to... Yes, but, but, but Craig, he's sired... Five children. Yeah, I mean, what, can, why does it matter? Why Roger, Roger Mitchell's yeah, a cunt. Why, <laughs> I can say it. Why, I mean, why the fuck does it matter how many children he's had to how many women in, in, a, in, a, in a scenario like this? Why the fuck does that matter? And then all this kind of man up or take responsibility, all that kind of thing. It's just, that's the kind of attitude that stops people from coming forward and from addressing these things at an earlier period rather than getting to the stage where they do something that is. Uh, you know what I mean um, something that is more drastic or something like that I mean, rather than seek help that's the kind of shit that stops people from doing that the, um, largely from what I've seen 
was as being like very positive. In yeah, terms I would. Of say, I would say it's uh, I, while you're still got arseholes, it's tr- it's uh, something that's trending in the right direction. It, un- I think so. Yeah, unlike like for instance. Racism. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think in the last time. last few years has trended in the wrong direction. Um, I think I, mental health stigma is definitely a trend because if you imagine, I think this is for British football. This has to be one of the biggest high-profile cases since like Stan Collymore mm-hmm. in uh, the late nineties, early maybe early nineties when he was playing for Villa, and he famously said he was depressed. And John Gregory says, "You're a Premier League footballer. What have we got to be, to be depressed about?" And I think back then that was just the general kind of consensus. Uh, so. You still get arseholes now, but they're kind of roundly shouted down, and people are a lot more understanding nowadays. I, I had to do a, a kind of just leaving news kind of fan strategy. They just wanted to see what um, Hibs fans and Hearts fans were saying, like kind of what, what the wishing uh, Griffiths will. And largely, it was, it was it was very positive. Again, you see. You see some apps idiots talking about like again. What about today? like oh that was going to be manic. How, how, how they've treated uh, like loads of Rangers fans bringing Ian up Carl- Black didn't get this straight. You know what I mean? Carlos Pena. I was like, it's like right, okay, but just completely different cases, man. It's really is this is this is this your point? And obviously a few other uh, kind of Rangers fans or non non Lee Griffiths fans um, who did not wish him well at all. But you get those pricks, and then you got. Um, Roger Mitchell, I think that's the most high-profile one. Uh, I mean, I've, I've called him a cunt, I'll call him a cunt again. Because uh, if anyone goes, oh, you don't know him. It's like, yeah, just read that tweet. He's, 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 he's a cunt. Yeah, <laughs> and then read these other tweets. And be, then read these articles. He basically peddled the line that if uh, you earn a certain amount of money, then you are immune from mental health issues. Aye, he was asked if he had a heart or he would... Like man the phones at the Samaritans, uh, and he was like, "Yes, for people who have never had a chance, not somebody who's got like yeah. a million pounds." It's like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's one of those where, and then he starts talking about adultery as if that's relevant, as if yeah, as if being adulterous is relevant to the situation. It's it's one of those if you don't people at time not just solely on the, on this issue but anything it's like they'll, they'll feel the need to put something on social media feel the need to uh, tweet something well it's stating obviously like, oh that'll get me a, kind of a few likes or numbers um, it's like people you can be you can understand it like oh that, that's not nice but be indifferent to it it's like because you don't really know you don't know Lee Griffiths you know that he's a football player um, you can you can just go be indifferent to it and just not tweet or not say something stupid or just go away forever you're not relevant anymore I'm actually annoyed we've talked about them. Uh, right, let's move on. Uh, trending in the wrong direction. Jamie Robson. <laughs> Dundee United youngster. Was anyone really shocked by it? <laughs> Just him. Uh, or No, the fact that he did it. Oh, right. Um, well, there were those... Were they just rumours? They weren't, they weren't, it wasn't confirmed that he was drinking and driving before. No, I, I, I read an article to um, read an article today, and it said uh, it finished with that that Dundee United had brought him in for talks regarding him drinking a pint of something while driving. Venom, and then you they can, it, yeah, I mean they, it's impossible to prove what was actually in it. No, that's what they said. It they, Dundee like United, it, was... they, they said the club were happy to um, like kind of dismiss and happy that it wasn't alcohol. <laughs> That's a very luminous drink for something that's not yep. alcoholic. Uh, right, so this but, one... Yeah, I think it's widely, again, widely known that he's a bit of a prick. So, <laughs> just firing off to everybody. I mean, so. one can of tenets. Open the seconds, but God knows what's happening. You're not covering the United game this weekend, are you? Nah. No, okay. um, no but it's, 
you looked at the reaction to Dungeon United fans, and a lot of Dungeon United fans, there was, there was a lot of reaction towards it that, oh, you shouldn't just be telling him to get sacked because you don't like him or he's, he's not very good. So I think there is, it's widely known among Dungeon United fans that he's... Um, He's a silly 20-year-old. I don't think it's something you should lose your job over. I think there's far too much of that these days where people want people to lose their jobs for things like this. I mean, there are lines that you overstep where I think you you should lose your job. I don't think this is one of them. I also think that when you think about kind of just about the cold logic of it, I don't think blackface is... or blackface is, but I don't think, say, dressing up as your favourite rapper or something like that. I think that should be okay if it's done in a kind of, what's the word I'm looking Yeah, I was, was going to say that. I think there needs to be a... Doing a, it in a kind of tribute way, right? But but at the same time... But what he did was definitely racist. What he did was, I'm not trying to defend what he did. I think, and what I'm saying is I think maybe dressing up as a rapper or something, a white, white person dressing up as a rapper maybe should be okay, but... Given the context of the times that we live in, and given going back to those old movies where white actors used to play black people and they used to um, have exaggerated features and mm-hmm. facial um, gestures and all that kind of stuff, because of all that and because of the past, I think that it's something that we just shouldn't touch and just shouldn't do. Um, but Jamie Robson's is kind of a step even beyond that oh, where, yeah, yeah, he's, where he's taken a racial stereotype and he's dressed up as a racial he, stereotype um, he's not just doubled down he's, he's went all in yeah he's called it he's even put written on his board looky looky man you know what yeah. I mean yeah that's as I said to say uh, everyone's going to go who are you he's actually had to write it's like this is, this is who I am it's, it's embarrassing yeah, you pretty much said it, and I wanted to kind of say it. I don't, Sorry. I don't necessarily think that dressing, if you dress up as a as a black celebrity and you you put on some kind of black face paint or whatever, that is necessarily the most racist things. Maybe not that. It's maybe maybe a little bit insensitive. Yeah, but there's a lot of. But if you're dressing up for Halloween and stuff, you're doing fancy dress. A lot of what people dress is it's just tasteless anyway, because that's kind of the whole kind of point and fun of it. Um, but. Like you said, he went a, a step further because he's it's just playing a stereotype. Did like, Harry dress as a Nazi? As a Nazi? Yes. I, I think that's about what that's that's worse. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, to say that he's, Sorry, to say that he was told that it might be considered offensive, and then he went and washed on the off in the toilet. No, he didn't. That didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> he will now undertake inclusion and diversity training. To be fair. Like I saw, I saw people. Not to be fair, but I'd, uh, I saw people say like, like nonsense. Even knowing it was racist, right? Away. I don't think. I think there's a lot of people in this world. Like we live in, which helps my social media. I live in my own left wing liberal bubble, uh, where everybody seems quite sound. But there, are people who. Jamie Robson, I could only imagine, lives in like a Fiat five hundred <laughs> Twitter bubble where he thinks that. Most people here interact with probably thinks that's perfectly acceptable. It's just a laugh. We I'm, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I'm not hating black people at all. I'm just. Uh, I'm just doing this for a laugh kind of thing. So how is it racist? Yeah, yeah, and there'll I be a lot that. of people who think that. So I don't necessarily. He did know it was racist. Uh, but like I said, most of calling out him out on bullshit, saying that he took it off right away when somebody mentioned it. First of all, I don't believe anybody would even say that them at that party. Uh, and second of all, I don't think his immediate reaction would have been, "Oh shit." I didn't realise. Let me put down my tenth pint and go to the toilet and wash this off. I'll, I'll be half an hour. And what did he do? Have an entire fucking shower as well. 
<sighs> anyway, we're nearly done. One last thing. Uh, we don't usually do this, but um, I think this will be a preview as well because we want to do some extra. Uh, we want to introduce a third tier to the Patreon for uh, going forward. Uh, so, like, so the tiers right now are two dollars and seven dollars. We want to introduce something either four fifty or five dollars, where there'll be like loads of other uh, extra kind of podcasts that we'll do on top of the the two dollar ones, which we do, which are available after every show, and one we'll do coming up as well. Uh, but the way I think a good way to kick it off will be January with a lot of the transfer activity that'll be happening and to kind of talk about that. So we're just going to briefly talk about this and also because I thought we had quite a good debate or the makings of a debate on the chat when this came up. Uh, so I just want to go look at it now. So it's Steve Davis being linked, heavily linked now with a move back to Rangers in January. Snooker player. <laughs> yeah, it's a Stephen <laughs> Davis. Fucking whatever. <laughs> just, 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 just keeping you right. <laughs> it's still his name. Just never heard Adam refer to Steve Davis. Okay, Stephen Davis. <laughs> right, Joe. What's your thoughts on it? I don't think he's a priority. We had that discussion. I just, I just first of all, I don't think they needed him, and then. You kind of look at him, he's only 33, he's, had, um, he's made more than 300 Premier League appearances. He is uh, an upgrade, I think uh, Craig, yeah, you made the point that he's an upgrade on what they've already got. However, the priority is striker and uh, a number 10. The, my issue is that he, they've got Dorans, they need to get shot at Dorans uh, sooner rather than later. And then Arfield, both similar players and on very good wages Davis is probably more similar to to Ryan Jack in that he's probably best now he's probably best at the base of midfield or a supporting player I think he'd still be a supporting player I think he's still got enough energy at this age to kind of get himself about and to be a kind of second Arfield you think? Yeah, I would say. So. I, I, from just looking at his, the way he's, he's tailed off with Southampton, he was that, I think, when he turned, yeah, he was still that when he turned 30 31. I dispute that. I, I can't say to know for certain because I don't watch Premier League football anymore, but I, I, from what I can remember, I don't think uh, Stephen Davis is capable of that anymore. I would think he'd probably... I think we need more legs around him. The drop-down, I think, would help him. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. But, uh, yeah, it's, I suppose it's a good point, because you do need to still need legs to, to really do that in Scottish football, because, um, as Ovia Jaria says, it's just it's very physical. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think they're going to get a few players in January, so this is why it's not a big deal. A few? I would say at least three or four. And I think they could do with an centre midfielder. It's only really one they can rely on, really, and that's Arfield. Even then, he has his dodgy days. If they could get, there's got a lot of players in that position. Yeah. Though. They do, but if, uh, if Vajaria's going, yeah. Um, I mean, they, they, they've already said they're they're going to run at a loss until they're back in the Champions League. But they, exactly, it's a real. They may just piss up the wall. They, they can't afford the players they got in the meantime, so why don't we just add a couple of others on top? That kind of leads on to my other point. First of all, I I totally agree that the priority is a number ten, and even if they're not going to, they don't really play with the formation that has a number 10 in it but I think what they're missing is somebody at least with the attributes of a 10 that can play as part of that midfield 3 because he seems tied to this 4-3-3 at the moment Um, the other thing is uh, related to their finances is it's just another player with no sell-on value and they and they just don't seem to be I don't know the, the finances to me seem very worrying and the, the noises coming from Dave King saying that we're just going to keep running at a loss until we get to a certain level it just seems 
it's like the way Dundee or Dunfermline have run themselves for 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 years. Um, I just, I just, it's a it's a dangerous game to be playing. And if you're filling your team with loan sign-ins, and I mean, there's one or two players in there that if they were to perform, yes, you get a sell-on value from them. Like Morelos could make them a lot of money, for instance. But if you're going to sign loan players and players like Macaulay and Davis, who's got no sell-on value, um, then you're not really chipping away at any of that debt. Yeah, that's. I'm looking forward to a couple of years' time when they have to do the Rangers AGM uh, via the Rangers um, at Ibrox via the the big TV screens because Rangers fans are so irate with Dave King because they've uh, they've just gone an administration. <laughs> I've uh, I've got one point to add on the Davis thing. I don't. I would certainly agree that they they need a creative player in the attack because, as you pointed out, they are quite predictable. And you make a good point as well about uh, Davis. If he's not that kind of type of player, if he's somebody like Ryan Jack, then that's that's that's, that's uh, listen. That's certainly the last kind of player they need is somebody like that um, because they've got enough of especially kind of centre midfielders who do their best work further back. But if he's if he's somebody like the player that who used to be not necessarily the same level, but just kind of a similar sort of player, so maybe kind of around about the quality right now that Arfield has, if they can add that, I don't think they necessarily will then need. I don't think every team needs a number ten to be a good side. Um, and if him and Arfield can can do a lot of that work and can drive a team up the park and just make sure that Rangers not only have a lot of the ball but have a, a couple of players who can. Could kind of cause that kind of chaos in the final third just by kind of getting themselves around because we've seen Arfield do it at times as a kind of makeshift kind of number ten. Though is what they miss. I think it's what they miss. I think when Morelos is very good at coming deep and helping to create uh, using his strength and uh, and finding a pass, but when he doesn't play, you just force them wide and they have nothing. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think I think Davis is uh, more of a progressive passer than Jack, and I think he would maybe. He'd, Tavernier would enjoy it Wingers would enjoy it Because he's probably got A longer pass Where he can see quicker And do it quicker Which gets Rangers uh, Up the pitch quicker Before teams Kind of settle The um, One other thing Set pieces as well He's, got, he's a great set piece taker So you, can, you look at In the Scottish game Set pieces are massive And I'll say this That McGregor I was Like When, when he was saying like What's the point Fotheram's been One of their best players and, yeah. But he's, he's came in And yeah. He's taken that to I'm very aware one. that I'm talking about a player that I haven't watched play for yeah, a couple that's of years. Yeah. <laughs> right, that'll do us. Thanks very much for listening. We're now going to record the Patreon. Uh, that is patreon.com forward slash terrace podcast. If you'd like to listen to that, you can also get in touch with us on Twitter, Facebook, and the email address is terracepodcast at gmail.com. And that's it. Guys, say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.